My biggest challenge was not just that I didn't like to read, because mm -hmm. I do like to read, is that part of my entire process when I did the interleukin 2 is mm -hmm. it did things to my brain. Long-term memory is good, short-term memory not good at all. Uh, that was all part of the chemicals and all that stuff. Yeah. So what worked for me was you have to make a plan. You have to figure out this is what my week is going to look like. When am I realistically going to be able to do this? And you stick to it. That has worked out for me for three years now. But what also taught me was during the two-year Bible plan reading is that I also realized that by having it being a little bit more manageable in the amount that I was reading, I was able to stick to it. So for somebody who's trying to figure that out is how much time do you have in your plan? Yeah. And if you're like me, who's on the go, then pick a plan that maybe is a little longer term but it's realistic you're able to do it that's what's worked for me since 2000 that was 2012 you said right yeah and 2012. so 2012 we got about eight years before you and i met yep. you know so so talk to me about those those eight years how did you grow in your faith in those in those years how how was that how was that that time in the church as uh tells me about your first um couple of years in the lord and how did that growth process go so i, I was trying to figure out where do I start? Where do I go? Yeah. Um, and um, started doing parking. Okay. Like just helping the parking ministry, helping mm -hmm. people and when they come to church on Sunday. Uh, where do we park? Mm -hmm. Being that friendly face, greeting everybody. Yeah. I, I feel like I was, I, I'd be able to do that. Uh, so started doing that. Loved it. Got together with a, an amazing group of gentlemen that, mm -hmm. that just brought me even closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, being with all those believers and doing that. Um, after that, uh, got involved with basically helping run some of the services. Um, I have, uh, you know, degree and experiences in, in organizational communication mm -hmm. and things like that. So yeah. that was something that I was able to come right in and, and contribute. Yeah. Uh, just with facilitating services, helping here and there, the flow, mm -hmm. all those kind of things. Um, and then I would say the, the biggest impact that, that really changed my life. So um, I kind of told you already that one of the things I wanted to do was, you know, be a mm -hmm. good father. Yeah. Um, well, after the radiation, mm -hmm. we were able to have a child. Mm. Um, so my first son was born. That's mm -hmm. Jaden. He's 15 now. Um, and I was able to have a second child mm -hmm. who is Juliet. That's my eight-year-old. Uh, and I, I was so thankful so, sorry, for that. Just, you just get, praise the Lord, man. Praise that's, the Lord. That's You're awesome, not supposed man. to have children, and exactly. here we are two. You got two. But I've always <laughs> said, and I've said this to you many times before, that I, I know God mm -hmm. doesn't do anything halfway. That yeah. God, when he does something for you, mm -hmm. it's 100%. Yeah. Uh, so God not only blessed me and my wife mm -hmm. with two children, um, our kids joined a, a kids ministry named the Wana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something the church had an international ministry. Yeah. And my kids loved it. Um, and my wife slowly began getting involved with it. She became a teacher. Uh, mm -hmm. So she was part of that ministry. And then I would be the dad that would pick up and drop off the kids, mm -hmm. basically. Um, the school bus. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And um, then I was asked by one of the other teachers to, hey, there's a next Wednesday. Can you come and... You know, I know you do presentations and things like that. Mm -hmm. Could you do a presentation for the kids that don't want it? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah. So, no, no, no. Here's, here's the book. And, you know, you're going to talk about the letter G for God. And I'm like, okay, I, I can handle that. Yeah. And, and I went on it. I had the PowerPoint. I had uh, note cards so the kids could, you mm -hmm. know, I, 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 I took it seriously. Yeah. And, of course, the teacher went to the, 
the person in charge of Wanda said, hey, you got to talk to this guy. Like, I think he can help us. Mm-hmm. So they asked me, hey, can you do the Iwana clubs? And I said, no. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I I am a retail manager. I have I'm a father of two children. Uh-huh. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. And I'm also serving and doing I don't have time for all that. Mm-hmm. Um and they said okay. And then a little bit more time went by and then my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. She sits me down in a courtyard in a in a in a bench and she goes, "Hey, I got to talk to you." Like, I know you've already been asked this once. Mm-hmm. You need to do the Awana clubs mm. for the church. And I said, it wasn't really a question. <laughs> and I said, oh, she's I know. She's pretty direct. She's very direct. <laughs> but she's awesome. She's an yeah. amazing immediate family for me. So, so, uh, so she says that to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time, it wasn't a simple no. Mm-hmm. It was like, why, why do people keep asking me to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, you know, I'm going to pray over it. I'll pray over it, and I'll let you know. Mm. Um, Went home, prayed about it, talked to my wife, mm. and she said, "Absolutely, you gotta do this. I'm already <laughs> doing it. Your kids are there. Yeah, why not?" And I said, "All right, I'll do it." So started helping. Mm. And I was a I think I was an assistant teacher. I don't know what I, what what I was at the beginning. Then I started leading one of the classes, and now you fast forward, and my wife and I became basically what's called the commanders, which mm-hmm. is like the directors. So yeah. now we're in charge of the Awana clubs for the You're entire the church. Show. <laughs> we're running the whole, the whole show. Uh-huh. Um, and what's, what's amazing about that. The reason I say God just does everything a hundred percent is mm-hmm. not only, not only did he give me two children mm-hmm. when he said no children. Now he gave me 42 other children mm-hmm. because when you do a uh, kid's ministry, mm-hmm you have a connection with each and every single child, yeah. regardless of the age or whatever. So those now become your kids. Mm. You, you, you care about them. You, you're interested in, in what's important to them. You care about their families. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, went pretty quickly there and now yeah. in charge of a whole ministry. Yeah. But God didn't stop there. Um, so now we have our pastors who are examining Mm-hmm. the church and looking for new leaders and things like that. Mm-hmm. So then Pastor Michael, who brought me to the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, approaches me and has a conversation around, hey, I'm looking for uh, two new people to help me uh, basically make big decisions at the church mm-hmm. and to guide um, the congregation and, and things like that. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what does that mean? <laughs> and, and he said, well, I'm basically looking for uh for people that, you know, that'd be great for the Lord and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they meet, there's criteria, of course, yeah. I'll walk you through all that. Um, but I think you, you would be somebody that we want to consider as a deacon. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And you know, that I, I didn't debate at all because mm-hmm. if a pastor's asking you this, you know where it's really coming from. Mm-hmm. So regardless of all the things that I was doing, that's not something that I'm going to question. Cause I, I feel like that'd be, I'd be, I'm not questioning Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course I said, if, if the leaders of the church, if, if God's put in their heart to have me be a member of that, mm-hmm. then I will, I will serve my time there as well. Mm-hmm. So then I became a deacon there as well. Wow. So went from sitting in the back of the church mm. to now basically being involved in the leadership, basically everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, praise God. It's been an amazing journey. Yeah, man. I, I know that God has, God has blessed that man uh, in a big way. I know that that 
having you as, as part of uh, our deacon board and helping us make decisions have been a, a big help and, and God really uses you in that. And even this past year, you were like, uh, you were like the, the main, uh, speaker at this Awana conference. Like yes. God, God has yeah. done stuff more than just the local thing. Like God has blessed you yeah. pouring into, into ministry and, and, and doing things for God. But you know, sometimes we, we can kind of equate doing things for God with our relationship with God, you know, and, and, and sometimes that can happen where, where people get involved into the church, people get involved into the ministries of the church and, and the activities that happen in the church. Uh, and sometimes we can mistake that for a relationship with God. And, you know, uh, what, what I've experienced is that many times uh, the relationship that people think they have with God is really what they do for God. And, you know, as, as we started to meet and in, in the beginning of 2020, started having those conversations, obviously COVID happened. Mm. Uh, it was, it was a little tough for people to do things. And, uh, you know, when, when, when we started talking about this idea of discipleship and this idea of what it means to follow God and, and how, uh, that personal relationship grew in your life, uh, I know that we had, uh, a conversation around, Hey, how are you doing personally not yeah. what are you doing for god yeah yeah but rather how are you doing personally in your relationship with god yeah. um and i know that that was a struggle for you at that time it sure yeah. was yeah yeah so I, I i remember very vividly and when you asked me that question initially of where are you like mm -hmm. where's your relationship well, what are you doing i knew back then at that time like man you know it's interesting man like i don't i don't take the time that i know that i should Mm -hmm. to to connect to the word to mm -hmm. read the word to understand it to 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 really before i start my day like what is what does god have for me today yeah and you know i know you talked to me about well you got to understand where your priorities and what's your process and what's your plan you know how, you got to have a routine you it, you know it's like going to the gym you know yeah. you got to have something where you put it in place and it becomes a daily thing yeah um and that i mean that changed my life it really did mm -hmm. because I didn't have a plan. To me, uh, reading the Word of God was, okay, tonight when I get home, when I have like 5% energy left, I'm going to mm -hmm. read that and retain about <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I think that in my relationship with God, having that ability to make Him a priority and make this a priority, mm -hmm. uh, now it's just part of my schedule. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I love it, you yeah. know? And so now what I've been able to do since all that is, for the first time in my life, I was able to read the entire Bible. Wow. I did the two-year plan that yeah. you recommended to our, our <laughs> congregation, which I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so for anybody who's listening, if you want to mm -hmm. be able to manage that yeah. the two-year Bible, highly recommend it. Yeah. yeah. And I, what I like about that plan is that it, it made it approachable, yeah. right? Because sometimes we, we look at we look at this book and we're like, 66 bucks? Oh, my goodness. There's so much stuff in here. Like, yeah. how am I going to get through it? And, man, you got to get through Leviticus and the book of Judges. Numbers. And, and uh, man, for me, it's been Ezekiel. Like, yeah. that's, oh, to get through Ezekiel and Job, oh, those are really long books. But here's what I found out, that if you take it a little bit at a time, if you make it approachable, and if you make it digestible each and every day, when you create it into a habit into your life, it actually feels like you are, uh, you're nourishing yourself. You know, I look yeah. at it as in, in, uh, in this kind of analogy, right? Uh, sometimes we look at a uh, food, right? Like for example, what would you eat today? 
uh, today I had uh, your traditional your wife's, your wife's listening. So yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we'll get to that later. Okay. But yeah, so today at work we had a nice special event. We uh-huh. had a, a little uh, Christmas uh, holiday food. So yeah. I had the, uh, the 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 ripped meat with the onions. Okay. Some uh, how good was it? Amazing. It was amazing. Was it? it was would amazing. you say it's the best food you've ever eaten in your life? No. Okay. No, now, it was pretty good. Now let me let me no, ask you. I'm a, a steak person. You're a steak person. Okay, let me let, let let me ask you. If you, all you had to eat uh, for for lunch was a salad, would you eat it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's yeah. food, right? It's, yeah. uh, so so like we salads. we eat food for nourishment, right? Right. Not just because we like it and we really enjoy it, or we get a lot out of it, right? Correct. And you know that's the analogy I kind of use for the Word of God because sometimes. When you read a passage in the book of Luke and you start reading right. about how how good God is, you're like, oh my goodness, this is so awesome and all this this yeah. stuff. But then when you read Leviticus and then you get to Ezekiel and when you get to Job and these these passages that are just like, ah, oh, it just feels so so tiring. Sometimes it feels like like, oh man, this is not the best Bible reading I've done. And and what happens is we tend to choose and pick like, oh, I got nothing out of my Bible reading. But that's not the point. The point is that you're getting nourished. Yeah, it's a spiritual a spiritual nourishment each and every day. And so. It's not about what it is you're consuming. It's the fact that it's feeding you. And that's the same with the Word of God, right? Because it's, it's feeding and nourishing you each and every day. And by doing that, like, even though you may not see it, your spiritual growth is happening on a daily basis. Hey, I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you are getting value out of this episode, let me ask you to just take a moment. And if you're watching on YouTube, to hit that subscribe button and hit the bell icon so you can be notified of all of the different updates and videos that we post on this channel. Without further ado, let's continue to listen in on this conversation. And um, I know when we first started, I know for you, one of the biggest struggles was reading, yeah. right? Uh, I know that there's some some challenges that you have. And, and I know maybe there's some people who might be watching this. And uh, I, I know I've talked to CJ before, uh, who, who helps us to record these podcasts. And, you know, he, he's told me how he struggles with, with the reading and, and, you know, some of those challenges. So what would you say to somebody who, who would say, man, I'd love to read the Bible. I'd love to be able to get into that, but I struggle with reading or maybe have some sort of um, challenges with that, that, that prevent me from, from truly being able to do that. What would you say to, because you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you went through it. You Here did the are, whole thing. I think year three, I think. Yeah. So, so my, my biggest challenge was, was not just that I didn't like to read because uh-huh. I do like to read uh-huh. is that part of my entire process uh-huh. when I did the interleukin two is mm-hmm. It, it did things to my brain. Mm-hmm. So anybody who knows me knows that I have a bit of an opportunity with short-term memory. Mm-hmm. Long-term memory is good. Short-term memory, not good at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was all part of the chemicals and all that stuff. Yeah. At least that's what they say. Um, so what worked for me was you have to make a plan. Mm-hmm. You have to make a plan. You have to figure out this is what my week is going to look like. When am I realistically going to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and you stick to it. Um, that has worked out for me for three years now. But what what also taught me was during the two-year Bible plan reading is that I also realized that by having it being a little bit more manageable in the amount that I was reading, mm-hmm. I was able to stick to it. Uh, so for somebody who's trying to figure that out is how much time do you have in your plan? Yeah. And if you're like me, who's on the go 24-7, mm-hmm. then pick a plan that maybe is a little longer term Mm-hmm. but it's realistic. You're able to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's what's worked for me. Like right now we're reading the book of Luke as, as mm-hmm. you bring it up. And you know, what, what changes in your life by being able to do that is just today mm-hmm. we get, we get the lesson from the word of God that man, 
You're a little ahead of me. I'm a little behind. So oh, well, <laughs> so now I'm, I'm going to disciple you. Go ahead. Out. Go ahead. You know, we we learn we we learn about Jesus telling the story about how the woman came and gave what very little she had. Mm-hmm. You know, and while all everybody else was given the ten percent of all that they had, yeah, it didn't come close. Mm-hmm. All that combined did not even come close mm-hmm. to what it meant for her to give what little she had. Yeah. So. When you get into these Bible plans, when you get into the reading of, of, the, of the Word of God, that helps you throughout the day. Mm. Because today I've been nothing but humble. Mm. I walk in your office and the first thing I see is God opposes the proud begins, but gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. It's been the theme of the day. There you go. To be humble. So if you want to grow spiritually, mm-hmm. you've got to have the Word of God every day. Yeah. That, that's what I've learned. And that's why, for me, it's a priority. Mm-hmm. The key was... How much of it can I do so I can sustain that? Yeah. So that's what's important, I mm. would say. How has that impacted your life, man? Going from from not having a, a consistent Bible reading, uh, st- uh, st- not strategy, um, consistent re- reading, um, just habit in your yeah. life, to now that's something you do every day. Because I see it, man. I, I not, the reason I know you're ahead of me is because we, we keep each other accountable <laughs> through, the, uh, through the app, right? Yeah. And I'm able to see like, ooh. I'm falling behind. Everyone's seen that the pastor's falling behind. <laughs> so this morning I was trying to catch up, but but I, but I see it and and that that accountability and that the th- the fact that we did it together, right? Yeah. Like how um, I, I know that that was probably something that was also helpful. Um, so how has your life changed now, and how has that accountability towards that helped you? So it, I think it has solidified the things that I prayed for: being a better husband, mm. better father, better friend. Um, because there's things that are going to come up in life all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And I think that that ability to to read the Bible every day helps you to get through all that. Mm-hmm. A couple of days ago, we had a misunderstanding in the family, and it, it was a very tough moment for my son. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Word helped me that day to intervene at the right time and just help him get through that moment and give him a hug. And I don't think I would have done that. Uh, before. Um, I would not have had that on my radar. I would yeah. not have had that um, as something that I knew that I, I, that I needed to do um, at that time. So it, it has made me be able to apply the things that God teaches us in his word daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we keep families together. That's how we keep churches together. That's how we bring unity. Um, and that's why it's so important. That's why the gospel is so important. Yeah. Um, it's everything. Praise God, man. Uh, I'm encouraged by you, man. I, I know that uh, that our, our conversation and our relationship has been one of of consistent uh, just back and forth. I know that there's been moments in your in, in 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 my time when you've told me some hard truths, even for me. And I know that that's that's sometimes hard for for congregations who yeah. to you know the, the pastors a a, a a role in a position that you're supposed to respect. But at the, at the end of the day, we're we're all people, right? right? And we're supposed to hold each other accountable. Yeah. And some of the most valuable times in, in our relationship together has been when you've pulled me to the side and you've said, hey, I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> like that, that joke that you said, probably not appropriate. And, 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 and I think that that's where humility plays a role, right? Because I know that you're not telling it to me because you, you want what's worse for me. You're, you're telling it to me because you love me right. and, and because you want what's best not only for me, but for our congregation and for our church. 
And so, and so I, I value those things. And so it's a back and forth type of thing. It's not just a one direction type of thing. It's, right. it's where we hold each other accountable. And that's the truth about being a church. You know, as a church, we're a body of believers who gather together and are able to encourage and challenge each other to be more like Christ. And that's ultimately what I, what I, how I feel discipleship is. You know, we're we're helping each other to to be more like Christ. Yeah. And man, I'm I'm encouraged by by how much you've grown in these last few years, and Amen. and I'm sure that uh, many people who are watching are going to be also encouraged by uh, by your story and what you have done and how God has shaped that in you. Uh, and so, man, God uh, now has healed you. Uh, big celebration! I think you was it last year that you went, and they're like. <laughs> so so when i go to the moffat cancer center the the my file looks like this uh-huh. um and they sat me down and they said listen you you coming here now we're hurting you okay. because now you keep doing all these scans and you don't have anything uh-huh. so no more exceptional patient is what they call me wow but they said you're good you're good no and more i said i know i'm good there's a name above all names mm. and he's the one that's helped me get here Praise God, man. And now I, I like to share my story with those who need it the most. And not everybody, not everybody's going to have the same ending to the story as I have. Mm-hmm. But to those who haven't been able to have such a positive story, I still say that they won. Mm. Because ultimately, when you hear the word of God and you accept Jesus, say you don't, you don't survive cancer, but you accepted the Lord, you win. Amen. You got salvation. You're going to be in heaven. I'm still here. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm also very encouraged in the discipleship path and that when I disciple people who need it, who need to hear my story, who need to hear, well, I want that opportunity too. Yeah. There's a realization that, look, not, not all of us are going to make it. Mm-hmm. But more importantly than making it here is you got to have Jesus. Mm. So whatever happens, eternal life is better than surviving cancer. Yeah. Amen. So That's a big story, man. And I know that that it must be hard to have had to go through that. Yeah. But yet God uses those situations. He uses those experiences for you to be able to minister to others. And I know that there's been some tough situations in our church. There's yeah. been people who've gone through a lot. And man, God has used you in those situations for you to be able to speak to people, for you to be able to uh, counsel and comfort people in their time of need. And so, so how have you, in, in hindsight, looking back at what you had to go through and realizing what God's doing through it, uh, would you take it back? (laughs) I I, I wouldn't take back God's plan ever. Um, I think God has done everything in my life the way it needs to be done, and I have to trust in him. Mm. And I'm going to continue to trust in him for whatever he has in the future Um, because that's God's way. That's that's the life that he's put in front of me. Mm So, no, I wouldn't take anything back. I needed to go through everything to make me who I am today and who I'm going to be in the future. Mm. Praise God, man. Amen. Praise God. Hey, man, I'm so thankful for our conversation today. I, I hope it encouraged a lot of people. Um, and if, you know, if, if people want to to find out more about your your story or, or things like that, I know that uh, that you're a person who can who can encourage and and who can uh, help people in those moments. And I'm glad that discipleship has such has had such a big impact in your life, man. So praise God. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, and have a blessed day, man. <laughs> it was awesome. Praise the Lord. Praise God. 
Hey, thank you so much for sticking around to the end of that episode. I hope you got value out of that. As always, please make sure to rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform you're watching this on. And if you'd like to partner with us on Patreon, you can do so with the link on our bio. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you all next week.